This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. This is a killer. That's the headline over a photograph of a great white shark on page one of the San Francisco Chronicle, May 9th, 1959. Well, not this great white shark. The dude in the photo is a mounted specimen. But San Francisco's beaches were closed because a living great white had killed 18-year-old Albert Kogler. He was swimming off Baker Beach when he was torn to pieces by the man-eater. This was 15 years before Jaws, so people weren't that familiar with the term great white shark. The Chronicle used it and man-eater interchangeably. The Recreation and Parks Department announced that it had closed the beaches to swimmers until we are in a position to state the waters are free of man-killing fish. But really, it was just a matter of waiting for the panic to pass. There were always going to be great white sharks and a couple of other dangerous species, but as W.I. Follett of the California Academy of Sciences pointed out, there weren't that many of them, and they rarely came close to shore. What happened to poor Albert, a tragedy, was a fluke, something that might happen once in a hundred years. The coroner agreed and took the opportunity to make his own point. If you want to save lives, ban fishing off the rocks at Land's End, said medical examiner Henry W. Turkle. We get a couple of fatalities a year from there. Part of the sad story of Albert Kogler was the heroic rescue attempt by his friend, Shirley O'Neill. Shirley and Albert were friends, not a couple. They were classmates at San Francisco State, and they'd often sit on the steps on campus and talk about religion. Shirley was a devout Catholic. Albert believed in God, she said, but he had no particular creed. When Albert was attacked, Shirley was nearby. He warned her to stay away, but she swam over to try to save him. Looking down from the Presidio Army base, Master Sergeant Leo P. Day heard Albert's screams, and he saw the whole thing. He said, I could see the boy in the foaming red water, shouting and signaling someone to go back, go back. And then I saw the girl swimming toward him, completely ignoring his warning. It was the greatest exhibition of courage I have ever seen. She dragged him through the bloody water to Baker Beach. He was conscious, but screaming in agony. She didn't think he was going to die, she told the Chronicle's reporter, but she didn't want to take any chances. As he weakened, she knelt down and whispered into his ear, Al, I'm going to baptize you. Is that all right? He said, okay. She was wearing a white rubber bathing cap. She took it off and filled it with seawater. She used that to dab the sign of a cross onto his forehead. I baptize thee in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, she said. Then she asked him to repeat the act of contrition after her. She was giving him last rites. He was now too weak to talk. So she said, just say the words with me in your mind. 
Albert died a few hours later at Letterman Army Hospital. Shirley was taken home and sedated, and when she woke up, the first thing she did was ask her priest if it was okay to baptize someone with salt water. He said it was. City officials were amazed by Shirley's bravery. Mayor George Christopher said she should get a plaque in her honor. The president of the Board of Supervisors suggested a medal. The baptism caught the attention of people around the world. Newspapers coast to coast carried the story. And a color illustration of Shirley baptizing a bloody Albert on the beach. Well, it was supposed to be them. They looked like movie stars in the picture. That appeared on the cover of the Italian newsweekly La Tribuna Illustrata. The Golden Gate Bridge is in the background, and a shark fin slices through the water behind them. I only had a little time to try, but I wasn't able to find out much about whatever happened to Shirley O'Neill. There was a small wire item in 1962 that the shark attack heroine Shirley O'Neill had been married in San Francisco. And in 1982, someone placed a personal ad in the San Francisco Examiner. Shirley O'Neill who saved Al Kroger from the jaws of a shark, 1959. Call Collect. It was a New Jersey telephone number. Hey, Shirley, if you're out there listening, call me. 415-777-7007. One more thing. That Chronicle story about the baptism, it was really good. The writer was Arthur Hoppy. The next year, the Chronicle made him a columnist, and he was a beloved one. For 40 years. He died on February 1st, 2000, a sad day that technically qualifies for this podcast. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century. It was on the cover of the Italian news weekly La Tribuna Italia. <laughs> <laughs>